Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Friday, December 29th, 2017. This is episode 191, Why Study Music? I've been operating a private lesson studio for well over 20 years. And one of the most common questions I receive through my website, as well as basic questions I'll hear at back-to-school nights, parent-teacher conferences, or if I'm just simply looking for a topic to discuss with parents in promoting a program. I think one of the most important questions to address is why study music? And I pose this question because I find that a lot of music educators and musicians tend to veer off to other topics. Why should you play this instrument? Why should you sing? Why should you join the band? Why should you be part of a chorus or an orchestra? Why should you join our college music program? But I think that this question answers everything you need to know. And I have a lot of answers. Feel free to beg, borrow, and steal. Take my my information because I... These are things that I've realized myself over the years, but a lot of it is also research that's been out and about. So in no particular order, why study music? First off, music provides an excellent outlet for creativity and self-expression. In today's society, we need to be more creative than ever and be able to find ways to express ourselves. When we can express ourselves, we're able to let our feelings go. When you're able to let your feelings go, the anger, the stress that you have can also go. Creativity speaks for itself. Number two, it enhances your hand-eye coordination and improves your reading and comprehension skills. When you read music, you have to read ahead. And I explain that to students all the time. If you're not looking both ways when you're about to cross the street, you're going to get flattened by something. If you're not looking ahead in the music, you're going to be essentially overrun by the other instruments because they're not going to wait for you. And being part of a band or an orchestra specifically and playing an instrument is very important for improving those reading skills. Certainly, the hand-eye coordination with instruments also self-explanatory. Number three... It's going to help students with their time management, 
organization, and leadership abilities. I cannot begin to tell you the dozens, the hundreds of students who have become leaders, people who were soft-spoken, who were shy, who have been presidents of a a band association or a president of the chorus, uh, students who become drum majors or other leadership positions within a marching band. This happens all the time. Time management is huge. When you are busy with a musical activity, it forces you to juggle your time. And if that musical activity is going into your after school hours or your evening hours, you need to figure out when you're going to get your work done. I've actually found in this day and age, if you're able to juggle everything well in high school, it's going to put you in a much better situation for college. Number four is one that a lot of people have used. Music's been identified by noted psychologist Howard Gardner as one of the eight intelligences equally as important as linguistic and logical mathematical intelligences. It's a perfect study to use. It bears, it just carries so much weight. And to use Howard Gardner's name, and he's, he's one of the greatest psychologists ever, one of the best authors when it comes to education and the intelligence and, and, and intelligence and the mind. Uh, I, I can't think of a better example when people find that out, they realize that music is an important part of being a well-rounded individual. Number five, numerous studies have shown that students participating in music from elementary to high school levels tend to earn higher grades in all subjects and score higher on standardized tests tests than those not involved in music. There's a part of that particular uh, paragraph that I don't like, which is standardized tests. The reality is they're not going anywhere. They're still in our society. And if you don't have standardized testing as part of your school district, we look no further than the SATs, another form of standardized testing. You look at the types of exams that need to be taken to become a professional musician, become a, well, not a professional musician so much, professional music educator, to become just an educator, to become uh, a, a doctor or nurse, there are standardized tests that need to be passed.
So while I don't love that particular number on the list, it is one that's rather important. Number six, colleges give strong consideration to students who have musical talent, often resulting in admission, preferential housing arrangements, and scholarships. I can share some experiences from the past 10 years, first-hand experience uh, with students of mine who have gone on to conservatories or liberal arts institutions. I had one student who wanted to be a music major. Because they wanted to be a music major at that particular school, this school had several campuses. And it's a big school. I don't want to say what school it is. It's a school that has a lot of campuses. If you're a music major at this particular school, you are required to live on the main campus. That's just huge. When you're on the main campus of a large school, you have literally everything at your fingertips. And to, to not be at one of the lesser campuses in your freshman or even your sophomore years, it doesn't get a lot bigger than that, especially with how much money you're paying to be in college. Scholarships. When I was in college, you were able to get earn a scholarship for simply playing in the pep band at football games. You did not need to be a member of the music department to do this. This could be anyone. And I know the scholarship was somewhere from $500 to $1,000. Not a huge scholarship, but that's still a good chunk of money. And... Everybody can use some free money, for sure, especially considering that the pep band was actually a really fun experience and did not take uh, an enormous amount of time out of my schedule. I've had students in recent years who have simply said they would be willing to play their instrument, willing to play their instrument, or considering uh, their instrument as part of one of their music on music ensembles in the college and not having to make a firm commitment to it just by simply saying they might be interested i have seen colleges give scholarships or at least throw out the opportunity and i've also seen that as a contributing factor for admission into the school so number six is certainly a big one. Number seven, it increases the capacity of your memory and involves more multitasking than any other activity or sport. I believe I've done, or and I know I don't know I've made references to multitasking in music, but when you, when you are singing or playing an instrument. There are so many parts of your brain that are firing on a million cylinders. And it actually allows your brain to 
po- to to connect in such a way with the rest of your being to help you with so many other things outside of music. The multitasking involved with being involved with music is absolutely higher than any other activity or sport. Plus, the greatest thing about multitasking in music is it's not like multitasking where you are listening to music and trying to do your homework. That's multitasking, but you're actually not doing either one very well. You can focus on the music, not as much attention on the homework. You can focus on the homework, vice versa. When it comes to multitasking in music, when we need to look at the notes, brain needs to process the names of the notes, If you're a singer, the identification of the notes, of the pitches, being able to figure figure out their relation into where you believe the pitch is by whatever method you're going to use, the notation of the note uh, and the rhythmic value of the note, along with having to read the lyrics along with needing to think about the background music if you're not singing a cappella, or if you are singing a cappella, blending in with other voices, or the background and blending in, all at the same time. You're simply not going to find that in anything else. People who are older, 50, 60, 70 years old, should be engaged in music. A lot of people who get up there in age can't partake in certain activities and a lot of sports, but they can always be involved in some way in music. Number eight, a study for the German socioeconomic panel confirmed that music improves cognitive and non-cognitive skills more than twice as much as sports, theater, or dance. I like this one because it's simply a study. It's the only one that's on this list that is a study. And it's something that can be researched. It's similar to Gardner because you can look up uh, the information from Gardner's book on the intelligences. But this one's even better. And to discuss cognitive and non-cognitive skills is huge to have that type of study at your disposal. And it's one that is worth using. And finally, number nine, it's a lot of fun and can be enjoyed for the rest of your life. Self-explanatory again. I know, we know, these are not the only nine reasons. These are nine reasons I give. These are nine reasons that I will state uh, at a concert just before the last selection, or if there's a long break in the concert, perhaps there's an intermission in which things are being reset, or 
students are perhaps moving percussion equipment in place for the last number. This is something that should absolutely be in the parents' minds at the beginning of a school year. This should be information when you're recruiting for your music programs. They should have this available to them. You do need to bring it to them because there are too many people in the world, even though we have the internet available to us, they don't take advantage of it. They don't do the research on them by themselves. But when they hear the musical experts in a school setting present the information to them, it changes things. It changes things considerably. And I say this to students all the time. I say these types of things how important it will be on your resume, how it's going to help you be to become a better leader or with your organization. See, with parents, they can identify with everything on this list. With students, not all of them can identify. You can't just say that an activity is fun, by the way, because the fun is great. I say a lot of fun, but it can be enjoyed for the rest of your life. That's where people are going to say, wow, that is pretty amazing. You can do that forever. And there are many items on this list, again, that I have not included. But I challenge you to come up with other items on the list, ones to consider, ones to pass along. I think the one thing we always need to remember, especially as music educators, we are always salespeople. Sadly and unfortunately, we always need to sell our program and we need people to buy into it. And unfortunately, a lot of times that will include people in our community or our administration. But once people buy in and once people know that you are a salesperson who is the real deal, you're going to probably be in pretty good shape. Why study music? There are a lot of reasons. I wish you all the best as we are coming to a quick close to 2017. And hopefully you can return to your classrooms in the new year with some uh, vigor, excitement, energy, and some new ideas to pass along to your students because these conversations are appropriate for any time of the year. Be well.